Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back, everybody, after a nice, restful bye week. This is the Believe in San Diego State Football Podcast, exclusively on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Poole, once again saying, I believe in our teams. Do you believe? What's up, my Aztec family? I hope you had a nice, restful bye week weekend. You know, sit back, relax, just watch some good college football. As the Aztecs didn't have anything on the line, didn't have to worry about a win or a loss. Just got to kick back, relax, and watch all the other great college football games that happened over the weekend. And over the weekend, the Mountain West was busy with uh, Boise State, who's ranked 16 in the AP Bowls, the best team in the Mountain West currently, and us, the Aztecs, both on a bye. There's about six other Mountain West games that were going on that had a lot of Mountain West implications. If you remember from the last week's podcast, we talked about some upcoming match- matches to watch, and I'm just going to go over a couple of those games little recap, so uh, San Jose State, after their big win against Arkansas, which was a Power 5 team, they went to Air Force. They got beat pretty bad, 41-24, as uh, the Air Force took down to the San Jose State Spartans. Uh, University of New Mexico, the Lobos, they went to Liberty, but lost 17-10. UNLV headed to Laramie, Wyoming to face the Cowboys and just got stomped. Wyoming won 53-17. to Another uh, Mountain West game, Fresno State went to New Mexico State, and Fresno State ended up winning 30-17. to And one surprise for me uh, for the weekend for the Mountain West, the game that I was really looking forward to see was Hawaii and Nevada. Those are two of the top teams in the West Division of the Mountain West. I thought, you know, it might be a close game. Hawaii stomped Nevada 54-3 in Reno. So that, that's pretty impressive, and Hawaii is in the San Diego State Aztecs Conference in the West Division of the Mountain West. So that's a team that currently sits in first place in the West Division. And we play them later in the season, so it's good to see that. Also, if you remember, week four, the Aztecs got their first loss. Utah State came in to San Diego and uh, won the first Mountain West Conference game of the year. Well, they hosted Colorado State, who we actually play next week. We'll get more into that game later. But Utah State was able to beat Colorado State 34-24. And I actually watched that game. It was on uh, CBS College Sports. Crazy. The rain was just pouring in that game. There were seven turnovers. I felt Utah State could have poured it on more, but they just kept shooting themselves in the foot but able to come away with the win. And uh, as of right now, in the Mountain Division of the Mountain West, up top we have Utah State with 2-0 in conference play, 3-1 overall. In second, you got Boise State and Wyoming, both 1-0 in the conference. But Boise is undefeated on the year, like I said. They're actually ranked 16 in the AP polls in the nation. So Boise State's a real deal. Wyoming in third. Now in the West Division, we have Hawaii, like I said, with that huge win against Nevada. 
They're 1-0 in the conference play, 4-1 overall. Fresno State, yeah, they played this weekend, but they played New Mexico State. They won, but New Mexico State is independent. They're not in the Mountain West, so they have yet to play a conference schedule. So they're right now in second with a 2-2 record, even though the Aztecs' overall record is 3-1, which is better. But when you uh, get ranked in your division and your conference, it first goes by your conference record and then by your overall record. So the Aztecs, with their first loss against Utah State being a conference game, we are sitting in third place right now, 0-1 in the conference, but 3-1 overall. And that was your quick weekend update for the Mountain West Conference, letting you know everything that's going on as the Aztecs sat at home, idle, be able to rest up, get ready for week six. So the Aztecs, we had two weeks to prepare, and we're headed to Colorado, Fort Collins, where we're going to go take on the Colorado State Rams. Currently, the Rams are sitting at 1-4 overall, 0-1 in the conference. Their first conference game, just like us, was against Utah State. They traveled to Utah State, ended up losing 34-24, and that game was, was pretty crazy. I actually watched it on television. The rain was pouring in Utah and uh, ended up being seven total turnovers overall. And uh, I feel the game was a lot, the score was a lot closer than the actual game. Utah State had a couple times to really go up by at least like 20, 24 or so, but they ended up fumbling a couple times on the one yard line or the two yard line. Jordan Love was not quite himself. Well, try to throw the ball in pouring rain is kind of tough. I believe he threw uh, two interceptions. And, uh, you know, they got away with the win. Colorado State's coming off the loss. So, you know, Colorado State's going to be hungry to get that first conference victory, just like we are. So we can't overlook it, even though the record is not quite as as good as the Aztecs. So the Aztecs actually open up as eight-point favorites. So it's always good to be the favorite, but then again, you got the target on your back. So this is a little section I like to call Know Thy Enemy, you know. So a little bit about Colorado State. Maybe you know about them. Maybe you don't. They're the Rams overall. They've played five games this year. And uh, well, one the only game they won was against Western Illinois. Yeah, you don't know much about Western Illinois. There's a reason why they won that game, 38-13, not too much. They had a couple road Power 5 games that they played at Colorado, at Arkansas. Lost both those games by a good amount. Gave up 50-plus points in both those games, so not too good. Also, they lost to Toledo, who uh, is a really good running team, and they ran all over Colorado State, which uh, I'm hoping the Aztecs can do like they did week three against New Mexico State. We'll get into that more. But um, yeah, so like I said, Colorado State's one and four, and their only win came against Western Illinois. So there you go. So going through their team statistics, Colorado State, you know, they do put up a decent amount of points. They average about 32.4 points per game, which isn't bad. You know, averaging 30 points, that's pretty good. The Aztecs are only averaging 19. But then again, I feel we've played a little better competition. And also, when you're up, you kind of want to run the clock down, control the clock, and do that as uh, Colorado State's usually been playing from behind. So they're throwing the ball more, trying to move it more. But uh, yes, they score 32 points per game, but they give up an average of 39 points per game. So in my uh, mathematical terms, that would be about a minus 7. So they're giving up 7 more points than they're scoring. You do that, you're not going to win many games. Also, as in yardage, they throw the ball a decent amount. They average about 319 yards passing per game, and they run the ball pretty well. 181 yards per game, just under 200 yards. That's that's pretty good. So that's one key we're going to talk about later. Make sure the Aztecs can stop it. 
one key statistic that really jumped off the page for me for the Rams and Colorado State was that they tend to turn the ball over quite a bit, which is great for the Aztecs, who so far this season have been really good at getting uh, turnovers. So the Colorado State Rams, they have turned the ball over 12 times in five games. It's about two and a half turnovers per game. And the key thing is that they fumble the ball a lot. They've fumbled the ball 12 times, have lost nine of them. So that's never good. You know, got to hang on to that ball. So hopefully Rocky Long gets his tenacious D, get Cave Tezino hitting, hitting each player, make sure you wrap up, and maybe go for and strip that ball, you know. So now it's a big key for the Aztecs if they can win that turnover battle. Usually turnover equals wins. So the one game that we did lose was the one game we lost a turnover battle. So big thing there is try to get some turnovers. So now let's take a look at some of the Colorado State players, people you know to be aware of when we're watching the game. Who should we really focus on and trying to stop? So uh, Colorado State, they've been throwing the ball a lot, averaging 319 yards per game, throwing the ball. And, uh, you know, they started the season with a redshirt junior quarterback, Colin Hill. He was looking pretty good through the first two weeks. Week two, he threw a career-high four touchdowns. But um, bad news happened week three. He ended up tearing his ACL for the third time in his career. Just it's, it's never fun when a player hurts himself. You always want him to stay healthy no matter what. So Colin Hill, unfortunately for the Rams, is out for the year. And uh, in came Patrick O'Brien, who's a junior as well. This guy's six foot five, two forty four. Really has a size of a quarterback that you like. But so far, his statistics through about two games and a, a quarter or so, he's a uh, fifty four of ninety three, which is about fifty eight percent completion rate. Usually, like it a little bit above sixty, so you know it's okay. But also, he's thrown the ball for seven hundred fifty seven yards through those two games, two touchdowns and one pick. Not astounding numbers, but remember, it's only through two games because Colin Hill started the first couple and then got injured. Colorado State's leading rusher is Marvin Kinsley Jr., the running back senior, six foot one, 206 pounds. This guy, you know, he looks pretty impressive. So he's a guy that we're going to have to key on, make sure we stop. But so far through five games, he's ran the ball 90 times for 626 yards, which is seven yards per carry. Really good. Four touchdowns on the year. And he actually broke a 75-yard long run. So this guy's got some speed, and when he gets going, he can run past almost anybody. Another thing that really jumps out for Kinsley Jr. is that not only is he a threat in the run game, but he's a a threat in the passing game. Because so far this year, out of the backfield, he has 12 catches for 175 yards, two receiving touchdowns that go along with his four rushing touchdowns, so six total, and he averages 14.6 yards per catch. That stat really jumps out to me, the 14.6 yards per catch, because that means that uh, he's getting a lot of yak. That's yards after catch, because running backs usually don't run those deep post routes, those deep crossing routes. A lot of times they're little dump-off screens, so he's able to make guys miss. That offensive line probably moves well, sets the blocks for him, and he's able to get it and go. So that's something they got to watch out for. I'm sure they throw that screen a lot. So good thing we got Kave Tazino who can run all over the field and zone in on the guy and just hit him because that's what we're going to have to do. The Rams' leading receiver is uh, the freshman, actually, Dante Wright. He's 5'10", 165. This guy's got some speed. He is fast. So we're going to have to really try to lock him down. So far through the year, Dante Wright, the freshman, he has 26 catches, 407 yards, 
three touchdowns, averaging 15.7 yards per catch, and he has a long of 75 for a, a catch, you know. So big play guy, just like the running back. Both those guys, they get the ball and they run. So one thing, got to look out for Dante Wright, Marvin Kinsley. We'll talk more in my keys of victory after this. But uh, also, Dante Wright, not only do we have to worry about him in the passing game, but, you know, they actually hand the ball off to him. They probably do those jet sweeps. On the year, he's got nine rushes for 114 yards, two touchdowns to add to his three receiving touchdowns. He has two rushing touchdowns, total of five, averages 12.7 yards per rush with a long rush of 41 yards. So between Kinsley and Wright, these guys are big play guys. So we really got to look to focus on stopping the big play. I'll get more in some keys to victory. But then uh, one last uh, player I really want to focus on for the Rams is another receiver that they have. Warren Jackson's a junior. This guy is six foot six, 219 pounds, and he's like one of their main red zone targets. When you get inside the 20, getting close to the goal line, you don't have much room to run. So you got to get that big body guy. Six foot six is huge for a wide receiver. You see those as tight ends, but on the year, he's got three touchdown catches. And guess what? They're all within the 20-yard line about. So inside the red zone, got to watch out for the junior Warren Jackson because I believe that our tallest corner is maybe six foot. So that's a difference of six inches. Just try to think, try to cover a guy that's six inches taller than you. It's really hard to do. All right, my Aztec family, now that we got to know a little bit about the Colorado State Rams, you know, what what to look for this weekend, I'm going to do a little section I like to call Pool's Recipe for Victory. I got three keys is if I believe if the Aztecs can complete these three things, I think we come away with win number four and get that first win in the Mountain West Conference and even up that conference record to one and one. All right, guys, so first things first, let's get that vintage Aztec run game back going like we did week three. So far this season, we really have too many good games with running the ball, which the Aztecs are known for. So I really want to get 150 plus. Let's just run all over these Rams. But um, little news about this, Jawan Washington, our senior running back, who has been out since week three, there's news that he's getting ready to come back. So hopefully we can have him back by Saturday. The news is still up in the air. There he's practicing, see how much he can get in. But if he comes back and he's full health, that's going to be huge. But, you know, if we don't have him, we still got plenty of running backs to go. Chase Jasmine, Chance Bell, Jordan Bird, the Birdman. That's for you, Jared Chester. But, um, you know, let's just get this running game going. I love to see replicate week three, like I said. And uh, a big reason why, not only is it good for the Aztecs to get the run game going, but that is actually a weak point in that Colorado State defense. So far through five games, the Rams, they've given up a total of 1,198 yards on the ground through five games. That's 1,198, which averages out to 239.6 yards on the ground each game. That's crazy. I don't even know how they how did they win one game, you know, averaging 240 yards on the ground against. Sometimes teams put up just that much total yards. So if we we should really start getting this run game going. If we just get 150, I feel like we're good. But they've been giving up 240. So hey, why why not like top that? Let's get 250. 
Let's get 300. I don't care. We're going to run all over that the Rams, and that's the key. Let's do it. Let's have all three of our backs with 100 yards. That would be awesome. All right. Key number two, victory. Force turnovers, you know? We're 3-0 when we win the turnover battle. Is that the only reason we're 3-0? No. Is it a big reason? Yes. Also, the one week we lost, we lost a turnover battle. So, like I said earlier, when we talked about Colorado State, they like to turn the ball over, so might as well take the ball. They've turned the ball over 12 times in five games, and they fumble the ball a lot. So, when the Aztecs' tenacious D is tackling, maybe game tackle, someone hold them up, grab the ball, Let's get that ball, win the turnover battle, win our first Mountain West Conference game of the year, and go to 4-1. and one. And finally, my third final key to victory, the recipe to do it all, we got to eliminate the big plays of Colorado State. Going through this, it looks like Colorado State has a tendency of scoring real quick this season. So far, they have seven plays of 30 yards or more, and four of those plays we're actually 65 yards or more. So the Aztecs defense needs to really tackle well, not let them get those quick scores. And by doing that is gang tackling, you know. Get that defense. One guy hits the guy. The other guys come on. Make sure you wrap up, tackle them all. And the two main guys that we got to stop who are the big play playmakers for the Rams that turn heads every time they touch the ball, senior running back Marvin Kinsley Jr. He has two plays where he had a 75-yard rush and a 77-yard catch. Also, the freshman wide receiver, Dante Wright, he's also had a 75-yard catch and a 41-yard run. So those are two of the guys we really have to keep an eye on every time they touch the ball because it seems like that the Colorado State Rams really like to utilize their big playmakers because, you know, their defense gives up a lot of rushing yards, as we said. So they need those quick scores and uh, big plays to keep their offense alive after their defense gives up close to 40 points per game. So the way they score is by big plays. I feel like if we can do those three keys, it's going to give us a big advantage in this game. Leave Colorado State, Fort Collins, 4-1, and 1-1 one, one and one in the Mountain West. So remember the keys of victory. We're going to get the ground and pound game going. Vintage Aztecs running all over the Rams. Number two, we're going to get after this team, make them fumble a bit more. They fumbled 12 times on the year. Lost nine of them. Hey, let's make that at least 15, how about? So, third big key, eliminate the big plays. And by doing that, we're going to tackle as a team, gang tackle, get the whole defense involved, and really keep an eye on their two playmakers, senior running back Marvin Kinsley Jr. and Dante Wright, the freshman wide receiver. If we can accomplish those three key things, I really believe we're going to come away with a victory. Well, that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. Thanks for stopping by. It was a little shorter podcast, you know, with that bye week. But uh, just remember, you can check us out on all your favorite platforms. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Luminaire, all those good stuff. Make sure you subscribe, five-star it. Check out all of our other podcasts. We got a ton of stuff. Believe Podcast. That's at B-L-E-A-V Podcast. We're on Instagram. Twitter, bunch of good stuff. And if you guys are San Diego fans like myself, uh, hopefully you are because that's why you listen to the San Diego State Football Aztecs. We also have a, a Padres podcast on there with Ryan Hart. He talks about the Padres prospects, which is great. Also, big news for Padres. I know we didn't have the season we really wanted, 70 and 92. 
Yikes. But uh, Andy Green recently fired. Big news. Hopefully uh, we'll find out our new manager in the next couple weeks or so. But um, fingers across for Joe Madden. Don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, a kid can dream, right? A lifelong Padre fan can dream. Joe Madden would be nice, but I see him going to the Angels. So remember, check his podcast out. Check all the podcasts out. If you like entertainment, you like sports, where else would you go? That's Believe Podcast. So, you know, that's pretty much all I really got. So I'll leave you with this. The Aztecs going in to Fort Collins, Colorado. Leave with the win and say bye-bye-bye to the Colorado State Rams, which will lead us into our big home matchup against Wyoming Week 7, another Mountain West Conference battle that we should enjoy and watch. It's going to be a great game. Um, Yeah, and that's pretty much all I got. Thanks again for stopping by. I'm Ryan Poole, and I'm saying bye-bye-bye. Go Aztecs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.